Hi everyone, welcome to a Daily Dose of Orange Juice. My name is Leslie Green and I'm an individual who is thriving with bilateral below the knee amputations. And Daily Dose of Orange Juice is a podcast that exists to bring ideas forward that may help you live with limb difference or limb loss. That being said, it's important to realize that this podcast in no way should replace any directions that you've been given by your doctor, your physical therapist, your occupational therapist, any mental health resource that you have, um, or any other member of your healthcare team. I say this all the time in the communities, I'm not a doctor and I don't play one on TV, nor should my ideas that I have uh, read about replace any uh, instructions that you've been given. So today's podcast is just looking at stress and ways to reduce it. And I don't mean this to be a cover everything type of uh, event, but I do know that our lives are filled probably with more stress than we've ever known before. Um, at least that's what they say. And they being the, those um, experts, and I, and I like to think that maybe it's not that we have more stress than we've ever had before, but we have such a unique type of stress. I think back to, you know, people who traverse the, the Western expansion or for heaven's sakes, those people who sailed across the oceans. You can't imagine the amount of stress there is wondering if the world is truly round and not flat. There's got to be tremendous stress and hoping you don't fall off the edge of the world. But I think we have such unique stress and living in such a fast-paced world, we've got so many more sources of stress. Well, let's think about it that way. I was doing some, some research and uh, it says that three out of four adults in the United States say that they suffer from symptoms of stress. And those can be categorized and as physical manifestations like headaches, stomach aches, fatigue, um, insomnia, or reduced sleep. And according to the American Psychological Association, um, the years that followed COVID, of course, were extremely stressful. Um, and I've heard that stress is both bad for you, but lately I've been hearing that some stress can be good for you. So you know, know that out there, I don't think there's 100% uh, agreement on what stress does to us. And there is a, um, a nurse who says that stress can impact many aspects of well-being. We know that. Um, mostly that it can color how we look at our life. And so I'm going to suggest that in just making a commitment of 10 minutes or 30 minutes a day, for personal care, whether it's exercising as intensely as you are able to, but if you're not able to, how about stretching and listening to music or meditating? You know, whatever it is, it can be uh, a form of self-care that is going to bring you to a more peaceful place. So I'd like to take a look at a couple different things that we can do to help us reduce stress. You know, and again, exercise 
that's been touted forever. But, you know, let's say that your mobility isn't where you want it to be yet. Does that mean that you can't exercise? And that's where I think stretching can be important. Gentle stretching can be a great way to reduce stress. And that's something that you can do at home or at work. Um, you don't have to go to a gym to stretch. I know we do a adapted yoga once a month on one of the communities and that's great. And I know that avid yoga practitioners devote an hour to certain stretches and poses. Um, but I don't know that we always have to devote that much time to it. You know, clearly the more you stretch, the better you feel. And I found that I enjoy those calming poses. Um, and we do them as an adapted form where you can do them seated as well as standing. And one that I like is that child's pose where you can just lift both arms up and stretch gently side to side. It's amazing how just a few moments in that stretch really helps me reduce any stressful thoughts that I had. Another one is breathing, right? I mean, if we think back all the way to being kids, you know, there was that old thing of count to 10 before you react. And what was that doing? It was getting you to, to calm down and to collect your breathing. Or if you remember pictures of people breathing into bags, I mean, we've known forever that when our body is under stress, that heart rate and blood pressure increase. And so does our breathing. It accelerates. So controlled breathing is helpful because it sends more oxygen to the brain. And that stimulates the parasympathetic nervous system, which is what makes us calm. So I was reading and um, I found something that the American Institute of Stress recommends, which is called teddy bear breathing. I know you probably don't have your teddy bear anymore. That doesn't matter. And it's tailored to kids. But if we were only more childlike, we'd realize how well those things work for us as adults as well. So here's the trick to this teddy bear breathing. Now, again, if you've been told by your doctor, your physical therapist, or anybody else that you can't lay on your back, please don't. Um, what you do is you lay on your back and you place one hand on your chest and then you take a light object like a teddy bear, but I suppose it could be anything, whether it's like a cup or something light, but it's something that you can see when you're laying down and you put it on your belly button, <laughs> okay? Then you let your body get really relaxed and if you need to put a blanket or a pillow under your neck, that's cool. But you're gonna slowly breathe through your nose and the object that you've placed should rise while your chest stays still. Now that's just it. You don't want this thing launching up and down. So the trick is to control that breathing and you'll know if your whole chest is going, well then the teddy bear is going to fall off your body, but you want it to stay there. And so the object placed on your belly button at your waist should slowly rise and your chest should stay still. And from time to time, hold a full deep breath and count to three and then breathe out. And if you repeat this a few times, I bet you're going to find that you feel relaxed. So if you're not able to lay down when you do this, you can do it while sitting in a chair and then just put one hand on your chest and then put your other hand on your belly button. And you should feel just your hand on your stomach 
uh, rise and not your chest. Um, another technique that I read about is called four, seven, eight breathing. And here you're going to breathe in deeply for four seconds and you're gonna hold that breath for seven seconds, followed by letting out all the air that you have within you for eight seconds. So you've gotta, you can't just like let it all out like that. You've gotta count and let it out slowly. And if you can do this, you know, four, four or five times in a row, it's, it's something that is going to help relieve tension. And here again, you don't have to go somewhere to do this. You can do this right at your desk or at your kitchen table, right? Um, mindfulness, we hear this word all the time. Practice mindfulness. Well, I don't know, what does that mean? And with everything that I've read, it's about being present. And how many times do we think we're present? Meanwhile, we're multitasking or our brains are thinking about things. And mindfulness or being present can reduce stress because it allows you to become aware of your physical and emotional state without criticizing yourself. And here's what I mean. You choose one thing to focus on, whether it's increasing the time you spend meditating or praying and adding in one thing a week, um, whether it's a workout or not overeating or something that you can actually see that is going to change. And you don't want to try and do a ton of things at once because if you can't keep up with it, well, then you'll feel defeated. But if you choose one thing, you're probably going to see that you can stick to it. Um, the biggest piece to this in reducing stress, because we don't want mindfulness to create more stress, is you don't have to do it perfectly. So if it doesn't work a couple times in the week, don't, don't say, well, there, it's never going to work for me. No, just acknowledge that you didn't work that day and you move on. Um, you're gonna get off track and that's okay. And rather than feeling bad about not finishing a goal, try to be aware of the situation and accept it, you know, that it didn't work for you on this day or that day and start again. And looking at one more piece, which is eating well. This is, this is a tough one. You know, because we live in a country of abundance and we can grab things with ease that are not good for us. It takes more time to plan to eat well than it does to just grab that candy bar or that bag of chips. Um, and you know what? Who hasn't reached for that candy bar or bag of chips instead of sitting down and eating lunch, right? It's it's a fast-paced world. So, you know, the problem is, and we all know this, is that whatever we eat that's junk, that has a lot of sugar in it, what goes up must come down, right? So there are usually sugar rushes that end in crashes, you know, an hour or so later. And then you feel depleted. And anytime you feel depleted, you can't handle stress. And if you're like me, you like that coffee. But here's the problem with that. You know, the coffee in the afternoon or the evening that gives me that boost 
it's going to catch up with me. And it's maybe going to mean that I have to stay up later so that I can finally fall asleep. Um, comforting foods, right? I'm a pizza hound. I do like macaroni and cheese. But those kind of things leave me feeling sluggish. And that doesn't help me, you know, feel less stressed. It probably makes me feel more stressed. So if you can get more fiber or more complex carbohydrates like sweet potatoes or uh, bean-based soups, and here we're coming into the fall, and who doesn't love, you know, good soup or oatmeal or sauteed vegetables, right? It's the best part of the fall and winter. We can have those warm, comforting foods because stress weakens our immune system. These foods provide minerals and nutrients that will help keep our energy level consistent and in the long run, we'll be healthier. And I tend to go into the work week with a plan of what to eat. And that keeps me on track, even on my super busiest days. Um, like I said, here we come into these colder months and we're gonna be indoors more. And so meal prepping can be something that should do with family and friends. And, and if you're alone like I am, I, I talk to a dear friend and I say, well, I made soup or I made whatever. It's fun to just even share that. Um, when, I, when I go to have lunch during the week, I'll have some of those warm foods, those squashes and, and uh, soups for lunch that I made during the week. Keep in mind too, vegetables are great, but don't forget your fruits, right? Get that vitamin C in there because that also helps support your immune system. Um, get those greens in because they're going to not only make you feel better with the vitamin C and having time to eat healthy, um, but it's that planning for yourself. And that's probably the bottom line is that all of these things that we've talked about today, if you can make them fun and if you can give yourself permission taking care of yourself doesn't have to be stressful it can be fun and it can be a really effective way for you living your best days well i have to tell you i have made carrot soup for the week with ginger and sloppy joes with onions and celery so i'm gonna go now and enjoy one of those two things for a meal, and I'll look forward to seeing you next week. Stay stress-free.